was literally one point I looked over. And I'm just, I'm hugging my stomach. I have stomach cramps. You wailed. Now. You wailed throughout. Yes. It was. It's not, this um, is not, you know, normally we're a little bit, because let's, let's be honest, guys. Part of our job is to be a little bit hyperbolic about how bad these episodes are. This was some bad. This was some bad, bad. It's just a, yeah. <laughs> So, hey, what's up? Hi, this is the Big Bang Theory Theory. I guess I'm still Nick. And I'm Kyle. And this is Sad Kyle this week. We got Sad Kyle. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we we watched the Big Bang Theory. We're not really sure why sometimes, like today. We wanted to start watching it to figure out why other people watched it and liked it. And, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a bad show. You people are awful. Like, anyone who liked it, why? You're, you're, you're monsters. You're, you're terrible people. You just let this keep happening. Whether through passivity or actively watching, whether you're just Nielsen ratings, you're fucking pricks. This is exactly, you know, this is like back when Hitler was just marching all over Europe and the Americans were doing nothing. It's just Sheldon is basically Hitler. Hitler was probably less rude than Sheldon. (laughs) Boy, you know, I'm just going to jump into the summary, which is easy because not much happened. So... I don't even remember what the fuck it was specifically that Sheldon wanted. Some so sort of some fancy sort of like nerd super room. collider or something. Yeah, let's yeah. call it a super collider. He wants to do that. He finds out that Kripke, who's back again, uh, is the guy who gets to run the schedule for that. But the only way he's going to be able to get on the schedule is he's friends with Kripke. So Sheldon very methodically starts becoming friends with Kripke. He thinks of all sorts of different rules. He makes algorithms, all these different ways to do it. Uh, none of it works because he's an asshole. And so he uh, creates a survey to give to all of his friends that uh, asks them what they like about him. And then turns out not much. Uh, but he eventually creates the correct algorithm to befriend Kripke. And then Kripke comes over. And they, they go did out you, to... Did you mention that Kripke is the weird guy who, who can't say the letter R? I so didn't get there yet. Know yes. he, he just was... in case people wonder, who the fuck we're even talking about? He, he showed up in the last... The super nuanced character. Yeah, he, he showed up in the last episode. He's, he's just the new bully, and he's got uh, a speech impediment. Yeah, all of his R's or W's. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> and he... Uh, he and Sheldon go rock climbing. They're bonding. Sheldon passes out. It's hilarious. Uh, and then he, the Kripke comes back, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, fucking, we gotta figure out what's gonna do this Kripke guy. We gotta get rid of the friend because Sheldon can't handle having more than fun. He gets to get rid of Raj because he's racist. Uh, and then Kripke, uh, he sucks too much. Uh, it, it's like thirty seconds in where Sheldon's like, "I'm sorry, this isn't gonna work." Uh, and uh, Raj is back in. Uh, the episode ends. There's a stinger. They go back to the rock climbing wall, and Sheldon passes out again because it's the best gag on earth. And that's it's yeah it's it's like a this episode it just like quadruples down on the really what the whole show is all about, which is everybody hates Sheldon. Except it turns out that when you really look at that, uh, it's it's not it's not fun or interesting. It's not just that everybody. I mean. If, honestly, if everybody hated Sheldon and Sheldon were actually just a nice Mr. Understood guy, I could see how you could mine that for, for like, comedy, right? Like, some weird sort of alternate universe, like, peanut, or sometimes, like, they do it on uh, Family Guy, right? Where everybody hates Meg, but there's no actual clear reason why Meg is a worse character than anyone else no. on, the sh- on that show. And I'm glad be- someone's finally saying it, Kyle. No, there was a whole, like, it's a running gag on that show that Meg is basically normal and everyone hates her anyway. But in this, this episode, not only does everybody hate Sheldon, everybody should hate Sheldon. There is no, no reason to like Sheldon. No. Well, and he's not even any worse than normal. It's just like it's the focus. 
But you know, you know what I just thought of is, um, I wonder if are you familiar with this Simpsons episode with uh, I think it's Rick Grimes. It's uh, he he shows up at the plant and he's one of the new coworkers. He's like a very buttoned down by the books. I think I so to be fair. Am I going to learn something I don't like about you? Oh, I don't watch The Simpsons. Holy shit! You, like, you, no, you it's okay. You, you say you don't watch. Like, have you watched the... Any, like, like, how much? I've seen, like, maybe, like, two episodes what of The Simpsons. What the fuck, Kyle? How is that possible? Are you... Are, you are... You're a fucking plant. You are... I don't know why anyone would spy on me. But you're obviously not a human, especially not an American you one. You don't get to play with. this card. Of course I do. It's you the Simpsons. It's the Simpsons. It's like, I don't know what cereal is. What are you talking about, Kyle? You don't have to watch it. You absorb it by... So, in the episode, it turns out that this guy is horrified because Homer Simpson is incredibly irresponsible at his job and is a huge threat. And the entire joke is a deconstruction about how all the stuff that's normally funny about how Homer is terrible and a threat at this nuclear power plant where everyone's life is in danger is actually, in real with real-life logic applied, incredibly disturbing. And just no one gets it. And I think at the end of the episode, Homer is allowed to continue on his hijinks and this Rick guy's life is destroyed. Is that what happens? That is what happens. So I've never fucking watched the episode and I know anyway, so what would be the point? Enjoying the episode, you weird prick. That's twice I've said prick. You know, Jay Moore has a joke about how he says only white guys say prick. I think he's right. I think he's right. That's the end of that story. I, Kyle's Oversharing Life Storytime, what? was once kicked out of a philosophy meetup for calling the moderator an ignorant prick. That rules. I like that. Man, ah, okay. You know what? The Simpsons thing is still super fucked up. Like, I'm not going to get over that for a long time, and I'm going to do whatever I need to fix it. But at the same time... I, you know, friendship survives because I, I just love that you're giving philosophers sass. Ugh. Don't you tell me about what Plato thinks, you yeah. fucking neckbearded asshole. What? Um, anyway, the reason I brought up the Grimes episode, um, by the way, I think best uh, joke in that episode is uh, Grimes complaining about his life. And he's like, I live below a, above a bowling alley and below another bowling alley. <laughs> That's great. Um, so I think... For people that are about my age, um... I've watched a lot of Futurama. Okay, so. that's fine. All right, it's very good. Great. You're not getting out of this. That's... You've never seen The Empire Strikes Back. That's all I'm saying. No, you Tip know what? Tap. And I own it, all right? I know something's wrong with me. I know that there's... I'm a deviant. You, you're just wandering around thinking like, look at me. I'm just another person. No. I'm living in the world. Here's no. what... You should have a mark. <laughs> Nobody is watching... Nobody... So... That episode probably came out when you were a kid. Yeah. That episode came out when I was like, what, like five? I don't care. You you wouldn't be able to pass a citizenship test if you came from outside of this country. I still know what happens in the episode. But you don't. I know what happens in all the important yeah, episodes. Uh, I mean, but how you respond to the test is part of the test, and they're going to notice that you're not. You don't have the face that shows. I know that the principal Skinner is apparently the not the real principal Skinner. That he assumes that's, somebody well, else's identity. That's a very identity. controversial part of the show. We're not even going to get into that right now. Right? Okay, we're going to let that go because the thing about that episode is, I think for people who are about my age, it's like great. Everyone loves it. Everyone I know loves that episode. Um, I don't know why I was just reading about it on Wikipedia, um, and at the time it came out, everyone hated it. They're like, this isn't funny. Like, and, and I don't know who was writing the, the criticism of it, but someone thought that maybe the people who were, you know, of mature age at the time when that came out 
they weren't ready for the cool new kid style of observational humor. Yeah. They liked the Homer hijinks. They didn't like someone like taking a look at it from the outside. And I think maybe this is my adult Grimes episode that maybe, uh, man, sorry, I said Grimes and I'm thinking about the other Grimes. Oh, man, she messes me up. Um, but I started to say, I feel like Rick Grimes is also the name of the of the guy on The Walking Dead who's the sheriff, which is weird. It's definitely no. Rick. So that is definitely Rick Grimes. I know The Simpsons, his name is Grimes. I'm not sure about his first name. I, okay. think, I think it's also, I think it's all of our Ricks. They're okay. grimy. So before he moved to Georgia and became a highway patrol officer, he was a character on The Simpsons. That's Good the life him. he had to let go. He was like, I am done with the hard sciences because look, this is these kind of buffoons get through the system anyway. You know what is a system that only has the best and keeps out all the dumb dumbs and curmudgeons? The police. Commentary. <sighs> Anywho, that's I, I wonder if people who were like were younger, who were ready for well, I don't know, you also hated it, so I, I forget everything I just said for the last five no, minutes. Because the 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 we're just gonna go with the, the Rick Grimes version of this episode would be any normal person walking in. I mean, Penny even tries to do it in this episode, but she's just still too in it, just being like, Why do you allow this? Yeah. Why do any of you live like this? Well, but no, it's not just Penny though, because like Wallowitz is he near the end of the episode, Sheldon is deciding which of the four friends he has to let go so they can accommodate Kripke, and he he gives nothing but negative traits about Wallowitz, and Wallowitz is like, "Huh, my time at last!" Like, yeah, this is it's literally like that episode of the Twilight Zone where they're all begging the little kid to just please let them out of their misery because they're tired of pretending that you know they're in a happy small town forever. Yeah. It's just like in the one guy gets drunk and gets sent to the cornfield. That's literally, it's like that episode of Key and Peele where they like posit that behind the scenes, Steve Urkel is actually some kind oh, of god. The, the best <laughs> sketch. Oh. It's like, what's really going on here is that Sheldon has reality warping powers and, you know, there are special rules and you can kind of get his goat every now and then, but if you really piss him off, well then you're, you know... Not gonna end well for you, bucko. You're gonna find yourself floating upside down and, you know, wherever the Cenobites live. And you say Cenobites weird, too. I trust nothing about you. Oh, Cenobites. Anyway. I, I have an idea. So, a lot of times we will try to figure out what would have made this episode better. Or in the cases where we really liked it, we were like, hey, well, this is what worked. I think kind of like whoever wrote the criticism of that Grimes episode was like, they didn't like observational humor. Why do we hate this so much? What is it about this episode that made it so much worse and everything? That's a very good question. Because, like, it wasn't funny, but a lot of the episodes aren't funny. Like, part of me thought that maybe it was too dialogue-heavy. Like, they kept just talking about nothing other than, like... Oh, oh. Well, no, keep going. No, that's, I just you, have an idea after. No, please, just go ahead. So, part of it is, and I... I so behind the scenes again. One of the rules we swore is that we're we're never going to pick on the actors of this show because it's not their fault. I remember swearing nothing. Um, something about Jim Parsons. Well, I, I'm not. I mean, it's his delivery, but I'm not. I'm sure. I'm not sure how much control he has over the character at the, at this point, particularly this early on in the show. But he just they don't let him take any joy. It's like not even Sheldon seems to enjoy. Like, what he is doing. Like, there is a moment where he is handing out a questionnaire 
so that he can figure out what other people think is funny about him. Mm -hmm. And there's, I remember it was the line that made me like scream to the heavens and beg the show to just kill me and put me out of my misery because he's like, which one of these things is obviously like the best about me? And I can't remember, but like one of them was like, you know, laughability. One of them you was the, playfulness was the winner. Yeah, playfulness. Uh, one of them was Java applet writing. Oh God! But but is that the one that broke you down? Well, because well, because I had to stay silent. That was awful. It was it? awful, and for me, the reason it was awful was because it it's not. It just doesn't feel like I don't even know exactly how to put it. But it doesn't feel. I mean, it might have been different for you. But it doesn't feel like he even really recognize like that he takes joy in these things or like it's mm. just like I'm comparing him to I, I don't watch a, I've never watched the show I've just seen clips of it but Moss on mm-hmm. on the the, uh, IT the IT crowd I could see him handing out a similar questionnaire and being like I am actually I really do I I take a lot of pleasure in my job applet writing skills look at this little quirky thing I made on my uh, in Flash on my computer mm. ha, ha 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 and you know Moss is a nerd who still likes, like, other people and likes himself and takes pleasure. Like, whatever weird world he's living in, it would still be fun to live in that world if you understood the rules. All I feel like is, even if you understood what was going inside in Sheldon's head, it would still be hell. It would still be this gray landscape where there is no joy or goodness. Like, he doesn't even, he doesn't even know what fun is. So, this is all... Surprising to hear, because we both hated the episode. Yeah. But I, I feel like I hate it for completely different reasons. That's possible. Because um, everything you're saying, I'm like, I kind of get. But I I don't really see Sheldon so much as really, really hating going through this and hating his life. Like, he is very serious about it. But that's also just... How he always is, you know, like. Well, no, that's maybe that's all I really mean. Yes, yeah. there's well, and no, I'm not. I'm not trying to discount what you're saying. There's no whimsy. Like I don't like most nerds I know. They're whimsical, you know. Even if they're not like fu- yeah. like classically funny, it's like they understand that it's a little absurd. Like how much they love computers, and you know they can have fun with that. But what what I think got me is that through through doing like the friendship survey and really trying to focus on why everyone likes or why they do like Sheldon. And no one can come up with an answer. I think it like it brings to the forefront how little sense the whole world makes because we are always like, why are they friends with him? And it's they never really directly address it. And now that they do, and it's Sheldon is asking, why are you friends with me? And everyone's like, huh? I'm glad you brought it up. But and it's like there's there's no reason that they sh- any of these people should talk with each other. Like, well, no, even I mean, th- this is literally an exchange. Penny is like, no, but seriously, why are you and Raj and uh, yeah and Wallow its friends and and mm. Leonard Dancer is like, like it's fate. Yeah, it's just uh, you know why do electrons bond together in certain patterns? It's just it's weird physics. Yeah, there are no good feelings in this episode, so that's why mm. I don't understand why would anyone watch a show that where there's just no attempt by anyone to make anyone else feel good about anything at any point. I'm going to, there was, there was exactly one good feeling about this episode ever so fleeting. And that was, um, after Kripke comes over to the the nerd's place in an attempt to join the friend group. Uh, I don't understand why this was so disgusting, but he's like, Hey, do you have any floss? They're like, yeah. 
sure. He's like, okay, you know, I had Indian food earlier and I got to floss and get the Indian food out of my teeth before I eat Chinese food. And it's like, that's like a detail, like, nobody needs to know. It's not disgusting. Like, the whole crowd is like, oh! It's like, what? He's flossing. And he's bringing attention to flossing. Who gives a shit? But when he comes back, he sees Penny and he's like, whoa, <laughs> how did I walk past you? Uh, whoa, that was, I just said walk, but I said it in my head in Kripke's voice. You did. I, I heard it too. Oh my God. How did I walk? I'm, I'm, the show is possessing me. <laughs> uh, so he, so he, he's like, how did, how did I walk, <laughs> whack, walk past you? And, uh. He asks her name, and she says, oh, Penny. He's like, oh, mm, not a hot enough name. I'm going to start calling you Roxanne. And Wallowitz walks by, and he says, I don't look so bad now, huh? And I'm like, way to go, Wallowitz. You're aware of what a creep you are, and you're commenting on it. And that's this is Bizarro World. This is the one episode where Wallowitz is able to step back for one second and be like, geez, like, compared to me, woo. Yeah. Wallowitz is, off, is at his best when he is shitting on all the other characters. That is definitely his, like... His best skill set in this show so I'm, far. If, I'm not going to take it that far. No, I, I, I like particularly I, Sheldon, but like if if given a choice between watching him hit on women and watching him make fun of Sheldon for being an awful human being, I will pick him making fun of Sheldon for being an awful human being every time. Right. Actually, at the beginning of this episode, it wasn't particularly funny, but at least it was an an interesting gag, which is Sheldon goes on one of his explainers, you know, his explain a monologue things, mm-hmm. and they just decide they're not going to let him finish. Yeah, like every time he's okay. Every time he tries to explain, like, the origins of tapioca pudding, they just change the subject mid-sentence, and he starts to, like, have a spasm. Which, by the way, at least now we know how to kill Sheldon. So that's, uh... I would like to have seen that go on until he was literally, like, on the floor foaming at the mouth. That would be great. If this were a, a, a darker show, when they were more open to messing with each other, just to see, like, how... how far? How... how shallow... Do we allow the breaths to become? Yeah, his, his nose starts bleeding. Yeah, oh, he's kicking. He's kicking. I don't. Don't hold his legs. If he hurts himself, it's on him. You know. And then every every time, just a little bit further. So I feel like the question is not why don't we like this. I think the question is still, although it was a good question, why does anybody find this drama like even remotely amusing or compelling? Yeah, and that's the thing about this one too. Is like sometimes you get jokes that you're like oh no that was you know not like offensive but just like oh that was a bad that was a rough joke but this was just so boring like how did anyone in that writer's room get away with i want to pitch i want 10 minutes of the show to be people talking about a questionnaire that isn't funny yeah and that's of our 22 minute episode i just want a solid 10 of it to be they're all talking about a questionnaire that has no inherent comedic value Mm -hmm. whatsoever and that's gonna be yeah, it was it was rough. We should start wrapping up. Uh, we have social media sometimes. I All right, still, that was enough. I haven't ranted about how much I hate this episode. I really you're not can't, done ranting. I just I can't get to the bottom okay, of it. Okay, I'm gonna sit back and let's let you get it out. I just don't. I don't. I don't want to let it go. This should not be allowed. This should not. Someone has to take responsibility for. You know, it's like. It's like one of those bad newspaper comic strips, like not one of the good ones that like a like, Kathy. I, yeah, I don't even. I don't want to because for whatever one we pick, we're gonna get angry letters from the incredibly. No, no, nobody likes Kathy. All right, it's 
Kathy makes as much sense existing in the world as any episode of this show does. I was thinking like Marmaduke or something like that, which is, it's just like, it, none of, like, you're not even trying to be funny in any kind of like modern or 21st century context anymore. You're literally making jokes that like appeal to some nostalgic idea of like what dead baby boomers. Well, who do you think's think? buying newspapers? <laughs> exactly. And so. That's what this is. This is like, this is a show. This was an episode that was designed and focus grouped for people who are dead inside. Who, you know, who spent all of their time, like, I don't know, they work on the factory floor and that's important. That's valuable contributing. They probably voted for fucking Ronald Reagan or something. I don't know. It's just, it's... So I, I think this is where we get into two different worldviews, where you see something terrible like this and you think, surely this is the result of many minds coming together and trying to create this thing. This is the horrible uh, beast they unleashed very purposefully. Um, I'm much more on the incompetence side, where, like, this just happens. It shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. This is like a professional production studio that has... You know, the roomfuls of writers and editors. And like, no, I'm I'm perfectly content that the show existing is the result of incompetence. It's the show's popularity. I think again, it's is it a conspiracy targeting certain groups or are people just kind of dumb and boring? And that's what makes me so upset. This is like if this is like the it's like I hate bring I hate bringing up this movie mm-hmm. because it's so obviously elitist and I don't. Uh, All right, just get it out. It, Mike judges idiocracy like that. Oh yeah, I mean like, you shouldn't bring it up because it's like a solid C plus movie. Yeah, it's but. not very funny, and it's also, but it's just like you know, there's the joke that in the future everybody's gonna watch the show, which is just like each other punching each other in the dick over and over and over again, and this is like that only emotional, like emotionally. This is just everyone is just being nasty or bland to each other, and it's just. The the highest common denominator is, oh, this person says something that's incredibly offensive and mean that any normal person would understand is not something you say to people, but he gets away with it this... because reasons. And that's, honestly, I would rather he were just walking up to people and kicking them in the balls. That would be a funnier show. I think this show is the equivalent of, like, the unclever jerk who, whenever you say anything, will respond with, like, huh, I bet you do. <laughs> Like, why, why why, did you say that? Like, I just, I like tapioca pudding. Like, yeah, you look like someone who would like tapioca pudding. I'm like, I am. I genuinely enjoy this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go ahead and enjoy it then. Like, I'm going to do that. Like, that's, it's just someone who's making fun of you, but they don't actually know how to. So they just, these bland, like, <laughs> statements. Yes, but then other people laugh. Yes, that's the fucked up part. And they're ju- they're 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 most people. <laughs> Why? Because because there is no God. <laughs> because like we're we're not nece- we're not necessarily a mistake. Not even necessarily an accident. But we're not here. We're not here on purpose. <laughs> like everyone you know, they they just kind of fucking fell together. You know. There you go. Okay. We can uh, if the Big Bang Theory is proof that there is no God. <laughs> I think that is the the best wrap up of talking about this episode that we could hit upon. Right. I agree. Okay. Well, uh, I, so long as we're both satisfied with moving on, 
I guess this has to go into the the, the our nerd thing for the week that we really enjoyed. Um, I have kind of a lame one. I can start unless you really want to go for it. No, go ahead. Okay, so um, Kyle and I last week we saw Glass. Yeah, we did. And that's not what I'm recommending. Uh, Glass. I, I mean, I'll recommend it. I'm not going to talk about it. It's bad. It's a dumb movie, but I really enjoyed it. So if you if you go in expecting nonsense, I'd say you're you're good. Um, but Inspired by watching Glass that same night after I got home, I watched The Happening finally for the first time. Oh my god. That movie is incredible. <laughs> I don't understand how it exists. It's I, I it's almost like this episode, but so much better for some reason. It's so good. It, the, the, the film starts... Okay, I, I can't let this go. The film starts. Two women are sitting on a bench. One woman is reading a book. And she looks to her friend and she says, Huh, where was I? And her friend says, Oh, you were at the part where the blah 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 discovers the murder. And she goes, Oh, right. And then turns one page and starts reading again. Why does her friend so much about where she is? How is it that she didn't know where she was, but she knows exactly where she's supposed to be? She just turns the page once. And then, and then, and then the, the friend... So everyone just stops because plants, I guess? And the, the, her friend that wasn't who's telling her looks over and she's like oh my god that person is like clawing at themselves they don't show anyone clawing at themselves and then she's like she's so dead inside she's like oh my god are they bleeding they don't show the bleed like they didn't want to show like it was more interesting to show this woman's face describing things that you oh it's bananas and it's like an hour and a half of every scene being like that just no one makes any sense it's just but like it's, it's a movie that would be impossible to make. Like, if you ask someone to make the worst movie you could think of, then you'd end up with someone making, like, The Lost Skeleton of Cadaver, which is a fun movie, but, like, it's self-aware. M. Night Shyamalan, like, I don't know how he did it. Like, the, I feel like this movie is, like, the twist on my life. Like, I didn't know things like this could exist, you know? <laughs> Nothing looks the same. Um, anyway, so the movie's about plants and that make people kill themselves. And but it never makes it never gets explained. Yeah, you, you you're scared. Well, even the explanation, it's like that's not like a scientific. Ex- that's not like something no. that like someone comes on the TV and it's like I have a PhD and here's what's happening. Just like Mark Wahlberg is talking to some random dude and he's like, I don't know, maybe it's the plants. Fuck it. Oh my god, I just I just remembered my second favorite scene, which is actually just a scene transition, um, because uh, John Leguizamo is also in the movie. He's a he's a fellow teacher. He's a math teacher, and so uh, he. Oh my god, um, he uh, he's he's part of the big group uh, of of heroes at the beginning, and at some point, um, John Leguizamo's wife uh, is in a town that also gets hit by this mysterious plant funk that's making people commit suicide, and he's like, "Oh god, I gotta go make sure she's okay," and so he gets in a jeep with a few strangers that are going to that same uh, part of town or the next city over, and, and the, when he's driving away. He looks back at the daughter that he's leaving with his friends and totally, you know, not telegraphing anything. It goes to this like choppy slow motion as his face turns and plays a sad music. It's like, what could possibly happen next? And I thought he was just going to leave the movie at that point. But no, they actually show that the next scene where he, he does die. And it, like they, they're going to this town. They see all these people hanging from the trees. However the fuck they all did that. And then... So this lady starts panicking, and he's like, it's okay, I'm a math teacher. I know how to calm you down. Quick, solve these math problems. And just starts spitting math problems. It's such a... I'm going to stop talking. I can't talk about it. No, anymore. this is this it's, is a better oh, show. Just keep talking about that. Oh, no, I mean, I'm this just... Is, 
This is the only thing making me happy right now. I, what about the scene where Mark Wahlberg sings? I told you that you was... You did! And that's... It, oh, no. So, here's... Mm, Kyle, you did me such a disservice, alright? Because the, 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 one of the things about this movie that... Because well, I didn't think you were going to watch it. If I'd known I you were going to go home, I would have kept my mouth shut about it. So, a big, a big part of the problem with the, the plant scary thing is that there's never any tangible thing anyone is running from. So, like, they'll be out in a field... And they will be scared of the wind sweeping the grass. They're trying to outrun the wind. And so part of the way they try to, to remedy this crisis is they find... Uh, oh, and also, the larger the group, the more likely you are to get killed, I guess. They break that rule later? Whatever. And so they split off into groups, and the smaller group goes to this house. They knock on the door, and someone in there is like, oh, I got the place sealed up! Ain't no strangers coming in here! Blah, 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 blah. And like, all right, cool. Um, but Mark Wahlberg's like, no, we're not infected, we're fine. And yeah, then he sings, I already forget what song it is. I think it's Old Black Water. Yes, he, he sings a few lines from that to prove that he's not suicidal poisoned. And Kyle, that was very strange. You know what's stranger? What? It's when about five seconds later, the door, front door opens only enough so a, a mysterious stranger can slide out the barrel of a shotgun and blow away a, chunky, a chunky 13-year-old. Oh, yeah. That I was not prepared for. Well, he was singing, and I was like, this is kind of funny. And then a fucking fat kid gets blasted. <laughs> in An innocent. And then his other friend does, too, out the other window. The, the movie... I mean, he was a very threatening, threatening person. Like, you know, the, the, it's a... Uh, I can't make it's this It's great. Joke. The movie is just like, these two people aren't pertinent to the relationship that we've made the focus of the story. So we have to find some way to resolve their, their plots. It's so... Like, not even a character in the movie... Just, you never see a the shotgun. person. A shotgun. Damn. A shotgun that just comes out of a couple little holes. Just blows away two children. Graphically. It's like the only blood in the movie. Oh, okay. I'm done. Watch The Happening. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. What? What is What is your fun nerd thing? Well, I guess all of our nerdies. This is almost too obvious, but uh been watching that new season of Critical Role. I don't even know what that is. So. Okay. So, Critical Role is uh, it's a sushi making competition no, critical role is a live D podcast mm. um by done somewhere in this area because it's a bunch of professional voice actors who live in la um so it's like dudes you have definitely heard if you've ever watched any dubbed anime in your life oh. um and women they're you know it's a surprisingly mixed group how brave um, of you <laughs> uh and so uh they um yeah so they first started doing it like I don't know back in like 2013 or 2014 and I have they did an entire campaign of like like it's literally every session they do I, I mean they play in like real D&D times so like every session lasts 4 hours and they recorded themselves over like doing it on Twitch for like 102 episodes um before they wrapped up that campaign you know going from like level 5 to level 20 mm -hmm. and it was it was pretty popular by the time it was done among certain uh, incredibly niche circles and so, uh, and I had never heard of it during all of this time. So I, around the time they started their second campaign, I started watch, listening. I didn't even watch. I just listened to it as a podcast. Um, cause it turns out it's D and D, you don't, I mean, you, it's fun to watch their facial expressions and stuff, but most of it you can get over, uh, audit, you know, as long as you have the audio, you get the sense of what's going on. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I watched the whole first season. That was great. A real emotional roller coaster by the end. Um, you really grow to love the characters. And now I'm watching the second season. I'm like a year behind. 
Um, so that's why this is like a weird recommendation because I'm basically saying I'm watching something now that everybody like who already knows about it was watching for a year, although you've never heard of it, so it's fine. But anyway, it's uh, it's pretty good so far. The new campaign, it's interesting because now that they all know, like, I mean, they've been playing D and D for like half a decade now, so they all all these characters, they really know their D and D, so they're like playing much harder builds now. Like one of them's like a a warlock fighter, and another's a monk, and so it's like none of them are like classical rogues or anything like that anymore mm. they're really playing the, some weird funky archetypes and it's really it's quite good all right. and the voices they do and the camaraderie of it is all really great uh so that's when i'm uh you know when i'm doing tax returns that's what i'm listening to to stay sane so kyle it is true that i've still not just sat down and watched the empire strikes back yes but that you haven't watched the simpsons while you're watching years worth of people playing dungeons and dragons it's the sim it's just it's not that everybody agrees that by the time i was old enough to watch the simpsons the simpsons wasn't actually good anymore so what was i supposed to do go back and catch up on a show that used to be good who thinks like that people that like good things well if you have you not watched anything that has come before your time have you not watched a movie before like I don't know, like that's a, 1990. That's a two-hour investment. Or, f- like, that's at most, that's, like, a four-hour investment. four to five you, Simpsons episodes, You're buddy. asking me, there's literally more Simpsons than there is I'm, I've been I'm alive. I'm not asking if, you to watch all the Simpsons, but you've seen two episodes. If you want to put together a list of, like, the top 20 Simpsons episodes I should watch or whatever, I will put that together. You know what? I took a class in media studies once where we watched the episode where Marge is in a streetcar named Desire. That was a pretty good episode. Alright, so here's what's up. This show is done. We didn't like doing it. Uh, it's It's been, it's well past its due oh, yeah. expiration We'll do day. a Simpsons podcast. No way. I bet no. there's no one else on in, so, in the uh, entire so, universe. Kyle, 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 I, know, I know what you're saying here. And just like a week ago, a friend of mine was like, so a buddy and I are going to go start a Simpsons podcast. And I'm like, oh, are you? It's good. That sounds good. Um, Maybe you'll do friends after that. It'll be... But you know what isn't out there is a podcast of someone... Who's never watched the fucking Simpsons because it's like a statistical impossibility. It's not. I'm sure there are plenty of people who don't watch the Simpsons. I've never watched like, the I Simpsons. I bet in Iran it's like the only American show they're allowed to watch because there's just no getting it off the air. Oh. You know what's funny? I've watched a lot of South Park, though. That's fine. Good for you, I guess. I don't know. I've That's also fine. seen a lot of Family Guy. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, I have two. So I don't know why. <laughs> we were all 19. All right. Sorry. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is when I was like a kid, like the Simpsons was like the, you know, it's like Family Guy was edgy and which I, I it makes me want to punch myself buddy, in the buddy, face even saying I don't it even, now. But. I don't even like that you you don't put these things together. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Say what you're going to say. I'm just letting you know. I'm not going to stop making this face. I'm just saying the Family Guy was like Barack Obama and, you know, the Simpsons was George W. Bush. 